Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Well, hello there. Hello. I'm not sure why we're doing terrible British impressions. (laughs) But we're here, as per usual, back again. We've got an episode for y'all about true life Halloween horrors. A list of 13, if we can hopefully get to them all in a timely manner. <laughs> we shall see. Know, we, sometimes we, we ramble a little bit. We do right? tend to ramble, yes. Uh, happy Halloween. This is kind of a last minute episode. We're recording the night before and I'm going to have to stay up and edit all night. To finish this, so you're welcome for the five people that listen. You're so <laughs> cool. You're you're like on on the true romance. You are you are the epitome of the napkin. You're so cool. Oh my lord, uh, we we've got some new countries. We've got some people listening from all over, but we just got somebody, some people listening from Portugal and Turkey this week. I was impressed with that. That's like, amazing. Whoa, I don't know why you're listening, but keep on listening. It's our amazing <laughs> southern accents. It's exactly it what it is. is. They're probably, like, They're probably laughing this? at us. They probably <laughs> are. They're like, what is this? Have, what universe have we stepped into? This is some weird shit. We should talk more with a, a sweet southern bell accent. Some Gone with the Wind some, shit. Yeah. That's not reality. Tara. Except nope. that actually, you know, my stepfather's family all kind of have that. They're, they live in Vicksburg, and they have that Georgian accent. My great aunts who raised me all had that accent and pretty much instilled it in me and almost have to make it a point not to talk that way sometimes. Yeah. All right, let's jump right in. The first case is nicknamed The Candyman. I just watched a story on this on netflix or somewhere really yeah it was super interesting because i would have never thought that it was him yeah well this one doesn't keep it a secret it's kind of right off the bat tells you right ronald o'brien took his two children trick-or-treating on october 31st 1974 they ran ahead at some point he gave them pixie sticks he claimed to have gotten from a house that had not answered when they previously knocked he gave them to some other neighborhood children as well. His eight-year-old son, Timothy, ate the candy. Upon his arrival at home, Timothy claimed the candy tasted bitter, and Ronald gave his son Kool-Aid to wash down the bad taste. Timothy started vomiting and convulsing soon after. He died less than an hour after eating the candy while on the way to the hospital. The motive was insurance money because he had a substantial debt. Like I think it was over 100000 O'Brien was shunned and despised by his fellow death row inmates for killing a child and was absolutely friendless. The inmates reportedly petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on O'Brien's execution date to express their hatred. On March 31st, 1984, shortly after midnight, O'Brien was executed by lethal injection 
at the Huntsville unit, and I believe it was in Texas. Yeah, it was Texas. And in his final statement, O'Brien maintained his innocence, stating that he felt the death penalty was wrong. He added, I forgive all, and I do mean all those who have been involved in my death. God bless you all, and may God's best blessings be yours. During the execution, a crowd of 300 demonstrators gathered outside the prison, cheering while some yelled, trick or treat. And I just had to end it that way because I thought it was funny. I love that, that they did that. And also, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy in his asshole with a huge fucking pole. Because that motherfucker not only killed his own kid, but he's the reason that trick-or-treating was never the same after that. He's the reason that... There's all the rumors of razor blades and apples and all that other there bullshit few, that poison. There were a few, there were a few yeah. That stuff, but but he is the number one reason that trick or treating was ruined after that date. So fuck that guy. Oh, do you remember the height of satanic panic though, when people were like, "They're looking for blonde haired." No, <laughs> I do remember that. Children. That was great. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> one, they're not looking Even for. Even as a child, I was like, "Is that?" For real, though. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's so sad that the adults are like, oh, my God. And I'm over here like eight, like, is that for real? There's, mean, that yeah. sound real. This is so stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, that guy, I'm, I'm glad he's dead. And he was not innocent. They had so much evidence that he killed his own child. And I hope he's in hell right now. All right. Number two is a very convoluted one, a little, and I could not find a lot evidence-wise. I guess the police kept it close to their chest because it's not officially over with yet. It's the mm. Moxley murder. Fifteen-year-old Martha Moxley left her home in Greenwich, Connecticut, on October thirtieth, nineteen seventy-five, to participate in mischief night, which included pranks like toilet paper and houses. You know, regular teen stuff. The next day, Moxley's body was found beneath a tree in her family's backyard. Her pants and underwear were pulled down, but she had not been sexually assaulted. Pieces of a broken six-iron golf club were found near the body. An autopsy indicated that she had been both bludgeoned and stabbed with the club. The main suspects were the Skakel? Skakel? I think it's Skakel. Skakel brothers. Nephews by marriage of Robert F. Kennedy. Thomas and Michael both had stories that changed throughout the years, but both admitted to having masturbated at some point outside her window that night, thus explaining why they would possibly have DNA at the scene. But I never actually found... There's never really... There's not really a lot out there about evidence pointing to either one of them specifically. So like I said, I'm not sure if the cops are just keeping that to themselves or what, but I could not find specifics about the evidence. Thomas was the last one seen with her at 9.30 p.m. on June 7th. Wait, no. At 9.30 p.m. that night. And then on June 7th, 2002, Michael Skakel was found guilty of murdering Moxley and was sentenced to 20 years life. 20 years to life in prison. Thanks to numerous appeals and consistent support from the Kennedy family, you can tell I'm not happy about that. Yeah, this is on, total influential here. Yeah. On November 21st, 2013, Skakel was released on a $1.2 million bond. Along with other conditions, he was to be monitored with the GPS, could have no contact 
with Moxley's family must periodically check in over the phone and would not be allowed to leave the state of Connecticut unless granted permission, although he has since relocated to Westchester County, New York. State prosecutors in Stamford still have the power to call for a new trial against Skakel. No determination has been made by the state's attorney's office. It sounds to me like they're just going to let him run free because he's a fucking Kennedy. That's exactly what it is. And that you really know, pisses me off. I, I am not a judge and jury. I can't say that these guys did it. But one, what are these two guys doing jerking off outside a girl's window, for and one? That shows that deviance it, right uh, there. And they both claimed that they did it independently of each other at different times throughout the night. So See, like, that makes no sense. That makes no fucking sense. Weird. It's just plain weird. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. And I think the DNA is from them murdering her. Think they just murdered her and jerked off on her body. I, I, I don't know if the, they actually found the DNA on her body, but even if it was somewhat close to it, then yeah, I just I have a feeling that they're the ones who did it. There were never any other suspects. Um, the Kennedys love to fucking play golf, so you know they're going to have some golf clubs. Yeah, I think they're guilty. You want to read the next one? It's a short one. Sure. Chicago candy murder, Halloween, two thousand eleven. Little Peoples became angry when he realized his bag of Halloween candy was missing. He accused his friend, Maria Adams, of taking the candy, and a fight ensued. She threw plates at his head, resulting in a gash on his head. The fight escalated, and people stabbed her with several steak knives. She was pronounced dead later at the hospital. Okay, it's don't like, be stealing people's candy. I'm not saying what he did was right. Too. I'm just saying I understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a joke. I take that shit seriously. Don't steal my fucking candy. Don't take a fat girl's candy because <laughs> I'm going to fight. Well, this is an older man, so I don't... I'm just saying I understand. I, yeah, I do understand too. But it's it's kind of sad that that, that happened, The death the over time, candy, in all seriousness. Kind of yeah, that's but just way out there. I feel bad for the lady. It never even states whether she did take the candy or not. Right. Like he I think just he accused her. I think it. he's a little mental. I think I think the think dude. Just I think he has a bit of a mental issue. Yeah. Well, more so than just a mental issue. I mean, he stabbed a woman to death over candy. Dude's fucking crazy. Okay. Do you want to read the next one? The Toolbox Killers, not, not the Toy, the box. toy not box, box Killer, the toy which box we will have a full podcast oh, yeah. on the Toy Box Killer at some point, because he's in my top 10 to discuss. Halloween 1979, Shirley Ledford, age 16, accepted a ride from two men. Her mutilated corpse was found on a lawn two days later by a jogger in Sunland, California. The men were Roy Norris and Lawrence Bittaker. She was raped and tortured and then ended by strangulation with a coat hanger. Norris is due for release in 2019. Yeah, that creeped me out. That's why I added that at the end. Now, they did kill, uh, rape and kill others, but I didn't include those because this one was the only one that occurred on Halloween. Halloween. So, that's why I included that one. But if you want to know more about others that they murdered or whatever, then then don't be lazy. There's Google. (laughs) (laughs) Let me Google that for you. Um, that's I have not heard of that one before or those guys um I'd heard the term before but I guess I didn't really know about the I've heard it yeah yeah and I you know what though thinking back I uh I think I have a book on the toolbox killers Hmm. Did Ann Rule? Ann Rule might have written something oh, about well, them. Oh, in the course of this, I don't re- recommend you look this up, but there's audio and there's trans. I, I looked up the transcription of the audio of them torturing, I think it was this one, 
or it might have been somebody else. I can't remember, but one of their victims, there's there's audio and there's transcription of the audio, and I read the transcription, and it is fucking Are you terrible. sure that's not the toy box ones? Because he recorded, he audio recorded everything. They, they didn't record all of this. Okay. But it was, there was a recording of one of the victims, and it hmm. was fucking... Honestly, traumatic to even look into. So I highly don't recommend you look that up. The, okay. the Toy Box Killer's audio transcription and listening to him talk is one of the creepiest things I've ever heard in my life. And the dude was sick. And they they basically, one of them used pliers on her Ooh. while this tape was rolling. Uh, and they also made her say she wanted it. This girl, the Shirley her. Ledford, mm-hmm. that that particular one, because you said that. that she that they had killed some more. So yeah, they killed several. Wow. Okay, do not hitchhike and do not accept rides from strangers. Yeah, well, I don't know. Was, it doesn't say if she actually knew these men or not. So. But yeah, seventy nine. I mean, hitchhiking was I very popular. I read she was. She didn't know them, know them, but she was familiar with them because she was a local waitress. Okay, so she had at least seen their faces before. Yes. Okay. The next one, Nightmare in San Antonio. Robert Contreras, age 22, was dressed as Freddy Krueger and a group of several other men, I think they were all in costume or at least had masks on, to a party at a home in the 2900 block of Aspen Meadow around 5 a.m. on October 30th, 2016. The group were not recognized by the host, and he did not allow them in. During the ensuing scuffle, Contreras shot the host and four others. And uh, Robert Contreras was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. I don't think anybody died from it. But, Doesn't look like it. But yeah. he shot four different people. Just for not being allowed into a party? But, yeah. But I just I, I included that one just because he was dressed as Freddy Krueger. Right? Really <laughs> yeah, Freddy Krueger shot me. Can you can you imagine the nine one one call? Yeah. Nine one one. What is your emergency? But he dressed as Freddy Krueger. Nine one one. What is your emergency? Freddy Krueger shot me. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, no, 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 no. I did read another case when I was doing the research for this where um, a woman had was trying to prank her own kids and she was pretending to be dead or something, and they went next. I don't forget exactly how, what ha- what exactly happened, because I didn't write this one down, because I didn't think it was quite as interesting as some of the other. But she had played a prank on her kids, and they ran next door and called the cops and told the cops that Michael Myers had killed her. Oh, my God, that's great. I mean, it's sad, but, yeah. yeah. Somebody watched a little too much Halloween. Uh, this one's really sad because it's so fucking unnecessary. Number six, the egging. Carl Jackson, a 21-year-old programmer from the Bronx, was driving his girlfriend and her son home from a Halloween party. Some teens threw an egg at his car. And after a confrontation, they followed him and shot him to death. Wow. Well, you know, it's the Bronx. So the Bronx is... I'm not gonna say that it's a it's not Chicago by any means when it comes to violence, but uh, somebody throws an egg at my car in the Bronx, I'm just gonna keep driving until I reach the nearest police station. Yeah. You know, the, it's pretty dangerous. You want to read the next one? It's kind of a long one. Virginia abductions. 2009, three teenage girls were attacked as they were walking home from trick or treating in the Dell City area on a rainy Halloween night. They were cutting across a shopping center parking lot when Thomas pulled out a lighter that looked like a gun and asked if they had money. 
When the girls said they did not, Thomas ordered them to a wooded area behind the store, told them to drop their bags full of candy. He then took him to a, took them to a clearing down a hill where he told them to lie face down on the ground. He sexually assaulted the two 17-year-old victims, but the 16-year-old was able to text her mother from the scene. He's been tied to 13 rapes through DNA. I am thoroughly glad that he did not kill them, that it wasn't a real gun. It makes me wonder if she hadn't called somebody... If he would have, if he would have finished them off or something. He I wonder like too. He was very experienced. That was two thousand. So that was ten years ago. I haven't heard of this one, but that's terrifying. It also makes me wonder if that's where M Night Shalamalala Ding Dong got his idea for Split. Yeah. Because you know he, the abduction in the parking lot and all of that. So that that's sad. Um, and the. Minors too. Seven. I mean, any rape is tragic and and sad. But two seventeen-year-olds and a sixteen-year-old. That's just that they're going to have to be in therapy for years after that. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. And tied to thirteen rapes through DNA. Yeah. Like I said, that sixteen-year-old's a hero. She is absolutely one hundred percent a hero. Not only did she save her friends, but to be able to help catch someone that's tied to thirteen other rapes. And getting him off the street, I don't. She's a hero to me. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break because we're about in the middle of the list. We're going a lot quicker than I thought we would. Good. Do you like it deeper, harder, wetter? I do. And full of sexy, racy language? I do. Pelvic Sorcery is two Southern redheads discussing their own personal experiences in the bedroom <laughs> and all the terrible advice they can possibly give on the subject of sex and relationships. Listener discretion is advised. It is. We're back from break. Welcome back, everyone. Now i got to get my notes back out because I closed them for some stupid reason. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're so, so scatterbrained. We're so professional. Do you want to read the next one or you want me? It doesn't matter. Um, I'll let you because I'm still looking to where mine went. Okay. This one's called The Son of Sam Prediction. Halloween 1981, Elizabeth Platzman, 19, and Ronald Sisman, 39, were beaten and shot at their Greenwich Village apartment. The place was torn apart as if the killer or killers were looking for something. Here's the weird part. The police received a call from an informant that another inmate had predicted the event. This inmate had stated that a cult he was in was going to torture and perform a ritual killing on Halloween. He described the location as a photographer's residence in Greenwich Village. Supposedly, the cult had incriminating evidence, a video of one of the Son of Sam killings. That's right. The inmate who made this prediction was none other than David Berkowitz. Okay, that's fucking creepy. Isn't it, though? Because I've never heard of this. and I've never heard of this. But I've never heard of this. And so I included that because it happened on Halloween and then because it was related to Berkowitz. I but, it, I mean, it couldn't have been him, though, because he was no, behind was bars. Right. But he, it was a couple of weeks before this happened that he stated that this was going to happen. And just, and it was a photographer. The man that was killed was a photographer. And the place was torn what? apart yeah. like they were looking for something. And according to Barkowitz, they had, the guy had a video of one of the Son of Sam killings. And what I don't get, though... Why didn't that photographer turn that in, though, if that's true? According to some of the stuff they read 
the cult was afraid he was about to trade in that evidence because he but why would basically the- had some drugs. He was involved in some drug stuff too, and he was going to get that shit to get himself a plea deal. Okay, that makes more sense. I was going to say, what does that have to even do with the cult, though? You know, it's- and I've never heard that Burke was in a cult, but I know Burke would yeah, said all either. that bullshit about a demon telling or the right. demon dog, the or dog, whatever, yeah. That shit. But I've always thought that was bullshit. But anyway, uh, me too. It's it was um, a cop out, yeah. He may be crazy, but I don't believe in any of that shit. No, I don't think a dog who but said it, he was God. It's weird that gonna... he says that he was in a cult and that the cult was going to do this and he was actually in prison, so he himself could not have done it. So that just weirds me out a little bit. What if he is telling the truth? What if that You know, is? though, he had a lot, as most serial killers do, you got these weird fucking stalker creepy people that feel drawn to serial killers and other people in prison and start becoming pen pals and writing to them all the time and doing their bidding. There's been some serial killers who have had some of the people that have written to them go do bad things. Um, I think Manson ended up having a few people go do some bad things for him through letters in prison. Son of Sam could have got one of his little bidders to go do this and, and then predicted it. Ooh, I don't know. That's just a theory of mine. You want to read the next one? The trick-or-treat murder. October 31st, 1957, the doorbell rang after 11 p.m. And Peter Fabiano Fabiano, and his wife and stepdaughter were not expecting company. Peter answered the door and was shot. He died after arrival at the hospital of massive bleeding. He was 35 years old and owned two beauty parlors with his wife. The police. Which I hate to say this, but it made me immediately think: Was he like secretly gay or something? Like, <laughs> owning a beauty like, shop. Owning beauty shops. Well, he owned it with his wife, so yeah. he might have just financed his wife's, you know, whatever. Yeah. The police initially thought that it was a drug or gang related, but found no ties to that world. A confidential tip a week later broke the case wide open. Golden Pizer was arrested. And she confessed to her part in the killing. She stated that a former employee of Peter named Joan Rebel had talked her into committing the crime. Joan had convinced her that Peter was an evil man. As it turned out, Peter had attempted to put a stop to Joan's friendship with his wife, Betty. The woman accepted a plea deal for a lesser time, possibly because being a lesbian was illegal at the time. Yeah, so there's all, there's no official that they were together together, but at least... The one chick had feelings for the wife, so, yeah. Okay. Weird. It reminds me of the Long Island Lolita type thing where you just open the door and get shot. Yeah. Not even know why, but okay. Hmm. Well, now she's going to get all the lesbian action she wants, huh? <laughs> I think they're actually both, since they accepted the plea deal, I think they're both out by now. Or maybe yeah, it could be. They may be dead by now. That was like in the 50s. No, 1957. So, yeah, yeah. So they may be passed on by now. It could be. Probably I'm had not a look further into it. I'm just trying right. to tell these quickie stories for Halloween. <laughs> quickies, <laughs> lesbians are all about lesbians it. Lesbians and quickies are favorites. Anyway, okay, not necessarily your favorite, but you know. <laughs> Fun not time. not favorite, but yeah, we're not against we're okay it. With, we're we're, okay we're fine with the LGBTQIVR whatever community. They keep adding these fucking letters to it. You yeah. might as well just do the whole alphabet. I'm down. 
I'd do the alphabet. Would you do it? (laughs) The next one is Cindy Song, and that's actually not her name. It's she's Asian, and but that's what people called her was Cindy. So I just left it that because I was like, I'm going to butcher her pronunciation on her name anyway. Okay. Um, Halloween 2001, Cindy was age 21. She attended a a costume party with friends. Afterwards, they supposedly dropped her off at her apartment, and she was never seen again. In 2003, police connected possible serial killer Hugo Selinsky to her disappearance. Five bodies were found on his property, and years after that, they uncovered more remains on his property, but none ever matched Cindy, so they still don't know where she is. Do you know where this was? I don't know this serial killer, and it doesn't say what state that it was in. I didn't write it down, but it's pretty easy to find if you just type in Cindy Song. I'm going to make me Google, right? (laughs) (laughs) Google that shit. I'm sorry. That's one of the details I missed. I I basically just looked all this stuff up and kind of reworked it. Right. I haven't heard of that one. I'm going to have to look that one up. Five bodies found. I mean, that uh, three plus is considered a serial killer, but I don't know that one. But they still never found her, so I'm not sure. Maybe somebody Hmm. completely unrelated. I don't know. Could be. And they still to this day have never found her. Oh, I haven't found her. Wow. This one I included just because I found it highly entertaining. Okay. This one's not really a sad one, unless you can't have a sense of humor about mental illness anyway. A Tennessee woman and married mother of three, Candy Crydell, was taken into custody after being arrested for wearing circus makeup and chasing cars, along with being publicly intoxicated and making non-emergency 911 calls on Halloween. According to the arrest warrant, Crydell was partially naked wearing a stocking, stocking cap on her head while running after cars along Lewis Road in Cunningham, jumping in and out of traffic. When the deputy went to Crydell's home, she answered the door smelling of alcohol, wearing a sports bra, pajama pants, stocking cap, and clown makeup on her face and body. Basically, I saw... I mean, that's I saw, just a weekend for me. Know, you know, that's just a Saturday she night. Was, she was topless. It didn't specify in this particular article but i had read several different articles before i wrote this she was topless but she had clown makeup on her chest also as well as her face so she was just covering up her titties and white clown makeup or whatever um <laughs> i would like to see a video of that <laughs> maybe there's a porn out there somewhere where she where we reenact clown porn sure. is so funny i've and not just because That's it's clown. One of clown. Few things that I haven't been there, so I'm not sure. <laughs> you should watch some clown porn. It's it's really funny, <laughs> well, maybe especially they, midget well, maybe clown, they porn. Watch clown porn. Midget clown porn. Oh god, it's the best. I have watched midget porn a few times. <laughs> Bridget the midget. Did you know this is totally off topic? Bridget the midget just got arrested for domestic violence. Really? She stabbed her boyfriend in the leg. Can you imagine in the yard? She chased after him. Can you imagine the cops trying to write up the por- the report without like laughing their ass off? I mean, like porn star Bridget the Midget. It's good. she's so awesome. Well, now she's not. I mean, she's aggravated assault, but I can't remember the reason. It was like a stupid reason or something too. But yeah. Okay, number twelve, clown assault. This one is another one. Terrible. No, this one's terrible though. Okay. Halloween 2014, Montgomery, Illinois, at a haunted attraction, a lady that had brought four children were approached at the uh, 
and as they were nearing the ticket window by two men dressed in clown costume, one had a teddy bear attached with a vibrator attached to it. He waved the toy the toy at the teen that was in the group, simulated sex acts on the bear. The other clown poked the teen with the sex toy while making explicit remarks. The men pled guilty to disorderly conduct. They should have been arrested for way more. I wonder if they were arrested for something like, uh, you know, attempted assault. Because that's assault. When you're touching someone, especially with a sex toy, I was going to say they must have taken a plea deal, but they shouldn't have been allowed a plea deal. That's no, I do not approve. I do not condone that behavior whatsoever. I am one of the biggest perverts you will ever meet. I love to talk about sex. I love to but have sex. Kids is a but story. that's fucked up. You, and uninvited shit like that. That's non consensual anything is, it just infuriates me. It makes me so mad. You want to read the last one? Prank Gone Wrong. October 31st, 1885. Patrolling the Capitol late at night, a Capitol police officer roamed through darkened rooms until he reached Statuary, Statuary Hall. Hall. Yeah. The unsuspecting officer heard groaning from a corner and proceeded to cautiously and proceeded cautiously until he spied a spectral figure. He drew his revolver and began firing, unaware the suspected ghost was his fellow officer in disguise. Fortunately, both men involved for both men involved, the new officer did not have good aim. Several errant bullets scored the wall in the old house chamber. This practical joke soon became the stuff of legend woven into the rich tapestry of strange and haunting stories associated with the house side of the Capitol. That dude is fucking lucky. And what kind of cop are you that you just start randomly shooting into the fucking dark? It could have been a kid in there. I know. That's messed up, man. (laughs) But I included it just because it's Halloween and it was kind of a Right, and it's on Halloween. Yeah, prank gone wrong. But please do not discharge your weapon unless you can... That's a long time. Do not discharge your weapon unless you can actually see what you were shooting at. And that's the end of our list. Uh, we actually made it through. We went through that really fast. But that's cool because we got other stuff to record. So, um, shout out this week to Active Shooter and TNT Crimes and Consequences. We traded reviews this week, and they were really cool. I enjoyed it listening to their show. So check those both out. And if you care to donate to us, by the way, we don't have a Patreon yet or anything. We're not that popular yet. Let's face it. But we do have a donate button on our Anchor site. So if you look or look us up on Anchor FM, we do have a donate button. That would go towards better microphones so go, you can hear towards, us better. We would go towards better microphones and possibly food because let's face it, we like food. <laughs> go buy some damn cheesecake. We're going to buy cheesecake and fried chicken. <laughs> we like food. So if you want to donate a dollar or two, we're not going to follow you. But we're not... We're not kidding ourselves that we're popular enough to get a patreon yet so we'll worry about that later right um also all our uh i've got a ton of credits this week uh there's a lot of sites to put together that list so those will be in the show notes uh if you want to contact us you can contact me april at mangleferry at gmail.com or sahara at all cats are gray in the dark at mail.com or schizoette at gmail.com yes um 
that's my personal. You can send me any kind of sexy questions you have. And we are going to probably do an episode with users or user listener stories at some point. So if you got a scary story or a true crime story, we'd love to sure hear them. To, yeah, be sure to hit us up in our email, and we're also going to post start posting the. Uh, we've got a phone number too, where you can leave a voicemail for us. Uh, let's see, and you can. Look us up on Instagram or Twitter at All Cats Podcast. Those are the things. And we also have a Facebook group, group at All Cats Are Gray. Um, I think that's pretty much it. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, just look us We're up. We're in your closet right now. All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. Go find us. Oh, and yeah, we, we, need, we need to get this right. One, two, three. <laughs> Talk, Talk hard. hard. Oh, my God, we got it.